to keep it up. It was a time when I was happy in my life. I got to give it up. I had a mother. It was nice. My mother died when I was back. <laughs> I did. Just cry and cry. I cried and cried and cried all day. I could. The neighbors went away. The neighbors. She says neighbors. I know who are the neighbors. They were like over. Like, are you okay? Are you okay? The Glennards. Their names were the Glennards. Dale and 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 Heidi Glennard. Dale and Heidi were swingers. (laughs) They were swingers. They were. They were not swingers. Absolutely. Joan and Sylvia were not swingers. No, not Joan and Sylvia. Madonna Ciccone. And Sylvia. The original Madonna Ciccone was yeah. a swinger? I uh-huh. don't think so. She had all those children. Exactly. Oh, stop. The, not all this is Sylvia's. My, <laughs> yeah, yes, they were. <laughs> I like the idea of them being swingers, but I just don't. I buy Dale. Joan wanting to be a, a swinger. I buy the Glennards next door being swingers. The people next door are always swingers. Dale and Heidi Glennard. <laughs> That's such a Michigan name. <laughs> this is Mark. And this is Ken. And this is all I want to do is talk about Madonna. Album 11, track 9. Mother and father. We've had this like him, then we've had these two acoustic Bob Dylan tunes, and now it's time for like a dance song. <laughs> oh, but they could barely get it. Listen, I'm just gonna put it, I'm getting this out at the front. So there's I wanna be transparent that I don't like this song. Yeah. Yeah. At all. No, not at all. That's not true. There are things there are elements, a lot of elements in this song I like. <laughs> I just don't know that they add up to a song that I like. Um, I I do. We needed an uptown. 
<laughs> I keep saying this. I, I like the up-tempo, the music. I hate what she's talking about. I hate the lyrics. Yeah. Um, I But, but you know, I, I told you I'd have a story about this. And oh, I remember yeah. okay. uh, when I heard it the first time, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, my I was so drunk and so, like, oblivious to, like, taste. Um I was like, oh my God, this is so raw. This is so rough. And then um <laughs> and then I listened to, to it a, a and then I listened to it the second time. And then I was like, well. <laughs> um and then I remember when she did it on Matt Lauer. She did she did that acoustic where she sang the whole song, and I was like, Wow, this is so not cool. Nobody else could The song goes off the rails right when you first hear it. The very first second with that boom, 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 boom. I hate that sound. Okay. And um, it's like a new sound, like a sound we haven't, like a new sound to the lexicon of music sounds. Yeah. And yet, the other day when I um, my, my phone was on shuffle and... Um, this Kylie Minogue song "Fever" came on. Yeah. And they oh used God. The exact, exact same, same. Yeah. Chord thing. You know, and I'm like, oh, this was a thing in the early 2000s. This kind of like, it sounds to me like it sounds like a cheap Casio sound from like an 80s, the kind that you get when you were a kid and make a song, and you yeah, it'd be like automated. Yeah. It just sounds really cheap to me. Yeah, and and impersonal. There's something. Um, and let's not even start talking about the vocals yet, but like the production feels like it could be anybody at this, this point. Yeah, it sounds to me like Mirway was like, I have this track. Or 
we have to like I think she did write it on guitar the way she plays it on on the Matt Lauer interview, which we'll play some of in a little while. Um, and that then they were like, okay, let's turn this into this track. And I kind of feel like he was sort of like, I'm done with this album. Like I feel like this song may have been written after most of the album was done, and they were like, we need an up tempo song at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is before they even decided to put Die Another Day after yeah, this, you yeah. know, and. And like that he was kind of tired while making it because it just sounds kind of like uh, it just sounds like a bunch of parts that don't fit together but are trying to fit together. I don't and, know. And, and and if they took more time, it would kind of have come together. I more. don't think it would have. Like, I mean, because my feeling is, is like I, I do feel like that there's not a lot of thought put into the lyrics of I feel like the lyrics are very stream of conscious and really like okay we're just gonna go with this and the the vibe was probably happening in the studio and they were like okay this sounds great and da 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 and then they just kind of finished it and I think maybe had this been one that they worked on you know right before at the the first session they would have come back to and go you know we really need to like change this or let's write a whole new song <laughs> But because it was like two weeks before they were ready to go, <laughs> I mean, I, no, I, and and it's and it's disappointing to me because I remember when I first heard it, I was just so like taken with it, and then I was like, well, wait a second, let me actually listen to the song, and yeah. then I was like, you know, Jesus Christ and nice don't rhyme, no. and I wouldn't <laughs> describe having your mother as a nice thing. It was nice. It was nice. It it's was like neat. neat. It's yeah. like neat, exactly. Yeah. It's like I thought it was neat. <laughs> neat? Really neat. Yeah. No one's ever described it quite that way. No, I, 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 I think ultimately the lyrics and maybe some of the melody are the biggest problems with this song. I do yeah. think, yeah, musically there's a lot of interesting elements to it and a lot of stuff that could be really funky. Yeah. Like, um, and yet the lyrics really it's also because it's weird i think especially if you're a madonna fan like i feel like we closed the door on mother stories i felt like we were done and i don't mean that in a i don't mean that in a in dismissive way. way yeah like yeah. i felt like mer girl there was nothing that could tell like i feel like that really encapsulated something well and 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 this is something listening to it again that i'm like oh this is why this got bad reviews this album because repeating i've got to give it up over and over and over again after you've had a mer girl after you've had a promise to try after you've had these like poetic beautiful songs it's like what what does this add to it? It's it almost feels like she's spinning her wheels. Well then then though I was rewatching the Matt Lauer interview yeah. and she does talk about why she came back. You're 44 years old. Are you still dealing with these issues? Yeah, well, if you don't deal with them, you know, sooner or later they catch catch up to you. I mean, I thought that I was okay with it, but obviously I was holding on to something. Has it changed the way you think you are as a mother? I mean, is it impossible for you to not be a mother? to your children with that sense of loss always in the back of your mind? No, it's not impossible at all. In fact, it's very healing for me. I mean, I look at my daughter, and my daughter is the same age that I was when my mother died, and I just think, my God, what, what, what was I... You know, I have compassion for myself in retrospect, but I also want to love my daughter the way that I wasn't loved. About, like, you know, I think she's sort of equating it to, like, this thing happened, my mother passed away, my father disappeared from my life, and since then, I've spent my whole life looking for love. And looking not only for love, 
find someone to love me, but also someone that she can love, like yeah. love, give her love to. And so she's trying to connect the two. And then she's also like trying to sort of think about her children in relationship to this story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I remember the, the the conversations about chaos and bringing chaos, in, and she was create she was creating a lot of the chaos in her relationships about uh-huh. like less about what I'm giving you, but more of what what's in it for me, and maybe that's kind of what this song is also trying to grapple with is like, well, this is why I'm like that, or this is why I felt this way, and it's yeah. like, I mean, like. But then, and and we're making a lovely case, Kenny. But then I go back to my father had to go to work. I used to think he was such a jerk. I mean, I just can't. My father had to go I to work. He used to think he was a jerk. I can't. I can't. Is this another rap? Are we back to rapping? There's a lot of rap in this song. <sighs> you know, it is, some of it I kind of like the rhythms of it. I made a vow that I would never need another person ever turn my heart into a cage, a victim of a kind of rage. I think that's kind of a really powerful statement. Okay. I made a vow that I would never need another person ever turn my heart into a cage, a victim of a kind of rage. I got to give it up. Well, clearly because she's like the harshness of the singing (laughs) shows that she's mad. (laughs) No, it matches. No, and I mean that. I mean, like it's not a, it's not a pretty sound. It's an ugly, harsh sound. Yeah. And maybe that's the intention of it. Uh, maybe. But it is like almost, you know, similar to like American life. Like this song is disrupts. Like yeah. It doesn't. But I don't want it at this point because we've just had so much like we I mean, we just left like I think, you know, the most beautiful sort of slide down into the depths and the truth and the the spare you know from nothing fails to intervention to ecstatic ecstatic process process. and now suddenly we're in this thing it's it's like a schoolgirl like rhyme like when you're jumping rope yeah yeah and in a way like i get it because a lot of her lyrics at times like her pop lyrics can be very they're very childlike that's part of the appeal of them you know but in this case, it's like it's too simple after we've had something so sophisticated. Well, and that, and and there are moments in the lyrics that are really specific, like you know, I cried and cried and cried all day until the neighbors went away. I couldn't take they couldn't take my loneliness. I couldn't take their phoniness. Like that's real. That's painting a specific portrait of Dale and Heidi, <laughs> Heidi, our yes. neighbors. So like. there's those specific things and then she kind of backs away and it's like, I've got to give it up. Right. Well, Dale and Heidi were like, ugh, I can't take your loneliness. (laughs) And she's like, well, I can't take your phoniness, Dale and Heidi. (laughs) You call us Mr. and Mrs. Bettleman. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you are Dale and Heidi and I've heard that those names in this house a lot. You're only 10. You're not allowed to call us by our first names. I'm this five. is Michigan. I'm only this five. is Michigan. I'm only 5. You're thinking of my under my sisters or brothers. Oh my gosh. And scene. No, I I mean it it's such I don't know and I and I feel bad. I feel bad that it's such a bad song. <laughs> yeah, tell, I, unpack why you feel bad. I feel bad because I think I I I am I am sheepish that I was so uncritical at that time when I was listening to it, and I was like, "This is amazing!" And now I'm like, "Whoa!" And um, yeah, <laughs> well, I feel bad because I also feel like um, 
I think about Madonna specifically when with this song of like, like, I feel like if she, you know, she'd be like, say it to my face. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. Because I think this song is important to her. Oh, well, she did it live on the reinvent. It was like a centerpiece of the of yeah. the reinvention tour with intervention interpolated. Yeah. And and in um, I'm going to tell you a secret, which we're going to talk about later at the end of the season. Um, she, she it, the 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 whole Joan and Silvio chunk is around this song. Yeah. And they're jamming to it. Yeah. Silvio loves this song. So weird. Joan's not so happy. <laughs> Well, Joan, you know, she's still waiting for the song uh, Stepmother. Oh, my gosh. Jo- Let's talk about Joan. I mean, I, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to talk about Joan, Joan Ciccone. Go on. What I, a hard life that woman has had. Joan she had to a- raise those children. She had more children with Silvio afterwards. No thank yous, no acclaim. Now she's Madonna's stepmother. She has to be trotted out. She's never been in color. It's always been in black and white. You know? Yeah. Well, you know what? Moira cl- keeps calling. <laughs> little shit. I mean, she's little shit. She's she also, Sylvia's her. making her go out into the field and stomp grapes. No, I don't think she's doing I think she's like account- doing the accounting in the office. Oh, yeah. She doesn't go out to the fields anymore. They're old. Anymore. No, they are old. They're old. Yeah. They're old. But you I know, loved, like, I did love... Um, they, th- I feel like that there's this because I think being a step parent is just an impossible job for a lot of people, particularly when you have young children and so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something traumatic happened before this. I mean, and she also had already been in their lives as like the housekeeper. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is such a also weird, crazy transition. It'd be like if if Carol Brady died and 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 Mike married Alice <laughs> like that's yeah. so weird right well it would have been weird for a lot of other reasons too <laughs> yeah yeah because Alice had a whole other life that was Sam the butcher yeah. she was getting her pr- roast rib her <laughs> rump roast from <laughs> Sam the butcher um yeah you know I don't really think about her that much but I know what you mean like and we also don't really know but I guess we've seen it like we've seen the dynamics play out on film. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but and and they're not. I mean, you know, I think the Arsenio Hall appearance aside, they're not professional showbiz people. Right. So you're you are getting some of their authentic. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and I do think I do think Madonna is very respectful to Joan, and I do think after all these years, she's got a lot more of an appreciation for her. For sure. So. Yeah, I mean. Does she send her a Mother's Day card? Oh, I don't know. I hope so. I hope she gets like a gift certificate to like a salon or something. A salon. Yeah, yeah. like in in, in well, Detroit. Well, if, if if she got that from Madonna, she'd be like, that little shit <laughs> doesn't think I look good enough. Telling me to go to a salon. That's such a Michigan act. That's such a Midwest reaction. Right. Oh. <laughs> um, um, and uh, the other thing that's happening, you know, related to this song is that, you know, Madonna's writing these damn children's books. And I we've been skating around them all this album and she's got like a contract for six books. I think she wrote six of these silly books, these children's books, which I think is kind of great. I mean, I, I think everyone should write a children's book. What would you say in your children's book, Kenny? Oh, what lesson would you want to teach a child? (laughs) 
Um, my in like 10 pages or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like a 12-page book. Well, okay. I would actually write a book about my brother when he was... He's my younger brother. And um, he used to... He collected um, keys, like like keys like car keys house keys he put them all he had them all like on a big like how many keys he had like 15 or something at okay a that's time. not bad and not, it's not like 500 <laughs> i'm like he's got 500 keys i mean it was a lot it felt like a lot and he would go around the house he was he's three plus years younger than me he would go around the house very serious like with his thing of keys and he would like put them into things like to see if they open he i don't know he's very serious i don't know what his what his goal was and he one day I was like because I was always like practicing the piano in like the living room. Yeah. Like, very formal playing. Oh for God, Elise, here we go. This is a little Look at me. I'm, I'm Kenny Finkel, right, pianist. Like, sitting with my butt sticking out, oh you know, God. looking like, is anybody seeing how cute I am? <laughs> Wearing my little, like, you know, I'm seven. Maybe I'm nine. I okay. hate this Kenny Finkel. Well, <laughs> I would have beat him up. I would have beat him up. First of all, I was beaten up a lot as oh, a young child. Really? I'm yes. sorry. There was a bully down I the block, bad. Billy. He used to come over and just like beat me up. And but at a certain point, I started to enjoy it. Which <laughs> uh, I'm sure <laughs> Billy felt that too. Yeah, I think there so, was. So your brother <laughs> had some keys. <laughs> Let's go back to your brother and his keys. <laughs> so one day, my brother comes into the living room where I'm playing piano very studiously and beautifully. Okay. And um, he take he has his keys. He's walking around very seriously, and he like um, puts a key into an electrical socket. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! He gets shocked. It like flies him back like five <gasps> feet. Like he really got shot. Yeah. Oh wow. And he was like passed out. And I like looked at him and I like was like, <laughs> and I kept because <laughs> oh, you know no. he's my little brother. I'm like fuck you, little brother. Kenny. But then like. Then I was like, Danny, get up. And like, he was out. And so I had to go call my parents. And like, we, he was ultimately fine. But like, I would write my book about don't put things <laughs> into electrical sockets. No, Kenny, hold on. I have a better. Uh, uh, oh, you uh, have a better. I one? have a better. That's so, my book. So, so your brother is has got this ring of keys and he's ostracized by the neighborhood kids because he's so weird and he's oh. got a jangly set of keys. Jangle. Nobody wants him to play hide and seek with him because he's always going to make noise with his fucking keys. I love it. Love, love, love. And then one of the neighbor boys gets locked in a closet and who has the key to get uh, him out? Danny. Your brother. And he becomes the hero of the neighborhood. So the moral of that story, yes. just like the English roses, is everyone's differences can be an asset eventually. I love it. That's 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 my seventh Madonna's children's book. That's called um Jang Jingle Jangle. Jingle Jangle Lots of Kiza. Jingle jangle lots of keys or jingle jangle that ring of key. Reminds me of that song uh, from uh, Fun Home. Yeah. Ring of Keys. I <sighs> love that song. Well, oh my God. Yeah. I feel your swagger and your bearing and just right clothes you're wearing, your short hair and your dungarees and your lace up boots your keys oh your ring of keys 
You know, um, Fun Home is such a beautiful musical. I could just go on and on about that musical. Well, and it's about suburban life, suburban living with parents and, and, and darkness and secrets and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know, maybe they should have added mother and father into that show as like a dream sequence. There Madonna. was a time when my father was alive. <laughs> No, he's alive. Sylvia's still alive. No, I mean in Fun oh, Home. Oh, in, in Fun Home. Fun Home. Oh, God. This right. song. I mean, I can't. Oh, Do you want to talk more about the children's books? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a great little interlude about the children's books. I, can't I, that just be all we talk about? Did, with you the read, did you read them? The children's books? Yeah. I read. Um, I'm going to tell you. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you a secret, Kenny. Yes. I went to um, the library uh-huh. and I went to check. I got them all. Nobody <laughs> had checked them out. And um, and I read them all like in sequence very quickly just to say I had done it and to see if Madonna had any like secret Easter eggs for her fans in the children's books. There are none. Yeah. And um, I even like the dedications. I was like, maybe there's a secret thing in the dedications. No. Um, and um, I don't remember anything about them other than I remember the the art being really beautiful. Yeah, I, I remember that about them too and that there's a different artist for each book. Yeah. And, that there's, um, and she didn't want to talk to any of them before. She wanted them to kind of do their thing right. on each one. Yeah, you know, I, I never read... Any of them. I'm curious. I'm guessing that there are some of our listeners who like got all the books, and um, I'm curious what your experience of those books are. If they matter to you, or it's just fun to have them, because like, or what it is, you know. Because I don't think I, she did signings. I don't remember right. her doing signings. I do remember them auctioning off signed copies. So there she are did do readings. She did readings, but she didn't sign them. I don't right. think. Okay. Well, you know, I I don't mean to be. Well, whatever. Well, it was. You know what? It wasn't our. We were not the audience for those books, and we were right. Where were we? Were like running around cities and being crazy. No, yeah. It's, this is the thing. Like, I, I don't. I. It was. It's one of the times, and and as we're moving forward, there's more of this in her career where she doesn't. It's not like a betrayal of her central audience. It's just uh, reaching to another audience, yeah, and trying something else and. Um, but this is also for me like the books are kind of relate back to ecstatic process for me of like I don't know who I'm not myself when you're around like there's this part of her at this time that felt like she was trying to be someone else at times yeah yeah you know because you you reference this in like those photographs or those images of her like is like on her country estate and yeah you know all that formal dress and like sort of 
you know, I'm prim and proper Madonna. I'm this other thing, you know, and like this feels like part of that too. Like this sort of like I'm legitimate. I can write children's books and I'm doing these other things. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I, I well, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I do. It does feel like another role. I don't yeah. feel like it was the authentic Madonna. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was at that time, yeah. but I and I do think that there's something um, inherently challenging about simplifying a story because I because I do remember that, that like it was a very each of them are very simple stories with very clear um, uh, morals and lessons to learn and they're very applicable and they're very simple to get things down to that kind of simplicity much like the lyrics to mother and father yes um, takes a lot of work when you're putting it in a print yeah. context I'm surprised that the books were never made into short films or mm. movies. It just seems like something she would have wanted. Well, I love the idea of English Roses as like a Netflix miniseries and like each each girl gets a, an episode. Yeah. I thought that would be a really interesting idea of uh -huh. like, but yeah, it's just not, I also think, I also think they didn't, I mean. They did. They were like all number one, they were all in the top 10 New York Times, but yeah. I don't know what that means if they really sold, but like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I it's a strange it's a strange period because the, the even even with my kind of unabashed blinder glasses on about American life and mother and father I knew that the children's books were not for me right. and I was not interested in any way and there was nothing I mean and whatever you want to say about mother and father, she takes some risks and there's some messiness here. For sure. And there's nothing messy, nothing edgy about those books. It's and only I think that edgy that she did them. Yeah. Like in a way. You kind know, of. It's like kind such of. a weird choice to do. Yeah. And all if you go like to the library and you're like, oh, let me look up books by Madonna. It's sex. And then the English roses, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know. Or um, the biographies. Oh, right, right, yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, my sister, my life with my sister Madonna. Yeah. Um, so she, there are some remixes of this song. There are, there are. I think, I think by the time, I think that DJs were so hungry for beats from uh -huh. Madonna that yeah. even mother and father got a, <laughs> got a pass. It got well. Peter Ralhalfer did one, yes, um, which is fine. He really focuses on the, I got to give it up. I got to give it up. I'm going to give it up. Find the end of it is really strange and yeah. amazing. Like somewhere around the seven minute mark. Okay. Um, 
yeah. And then there's an unreleased like Tracy Young mix, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I sometimes I wonder if like they were planning to make it like release it during the tour because she was yeah. pl- performing it so much. I will say on the tour, and we'll talk about this with the tour itself. Like I kind of think the song is better on tour. As yeah. I, you know, I, I learned more about the song, or I liked it more that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I won't say that it, you know, made me want to go listen to it on the album again. Yeah. But yeah. I feel bad because like. Another reason I feel kind of guilty about slamming this song so much is that, you know, it, it, it is confessional in the way that the rest of the record is. I just feel like also I think about like, was I just am I just over this sound and I yes. want to wrap up and do something new? Yes. Cause can you imagine another, like, you know, like ray of light, then music is kind of a sister to ray of light. Imagine if there was a sister record to American life. Well, there is. It's just not coming. It comes, you know, in 2019 or 2018. I mean, Ooh. Mad Max, right? Yeah. But I do think you're right. Like, and I thought about this today when, right before we were recording about, because I do feel like I'm tired of this sound by this point in the album. And I feel like I was saying, like, Mayor Ways is tired of, like, like, working on this album or, like, in a way, like, I was thinking like each producer she works with has like one great album in them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. No longer are we in the time of like these longer collab. I mean, we're still having longer collaborations. I mean, William Orbit comes back, but never for Pat a full Leonard album. comes back. Yeah. Pat Leonard, but never for a full album again. And it's like the making of the album is exhausting. Right. Yeah. Like after Stuart Price makes that album, you know, Confessions with her, he doesn't make another album with her no. again. There's just one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Mirways, you know, had music and then some guts for this one, but then sort of fell off in a way or yeah. sh- her, she shifted to. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I also think the um the the kind of piecemeal way they recorded it also could have yeah. contributed to that and they were just like let's just get it done. Yeah. This this is where in the album I start to feel listen, you know, and then plopping Die Another Day right after this, which doesn't sound right on this album. Yeah. I know you like this transition from this song into the into Die Another Day. Well, now I have to say, like, without Die Another Day, I, I worry about where we'd go into with Easy Ride after this. Like, I can't imagine this song ending and us going into Easy Ride the same way. Right. But if we had if we had just had had um, ecstatic process and then easy ride, yeah, it's it's kind of a quieter. It's a very quiet ending to an album, but it would have been a truer ending. And our first nine track album since um, True Blue, right? And honestly, nine tracks like is a great album. Mm. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs>